This is Money Talks with T.J. Howe from Triple H Financial. So when we say we help create and preserve your legacy, we're helping do a little pre-planning. If you plan, you make the decision. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, TJ provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Retirement made easy. Let us show you how. And now, here is Money Talks with TJ Howe. Good afternoon, Tucson, and welcome back to another episode of Money Talks with me, your host, T.J. Howe from Triple H Financial Group, and uh, my co-host, Tony Shore, who will be on in just a moment. Uh, Briefly, our topic for today is eight ways to avoid returning to the workforce after retirement. We spend our entire careers working toward the retirement goal Having to return to work after retirement can be very frustrating. So to help me discuss this topic today, let me invite our co-host on. Tony, how are you today, partner? Oh, I'm doing great, TJ. Thanks for having me on your show. And this sounds like a good one. Eight ways to avoid returning to the workforce after we retire. Nobody wants to be forced to go back to work uh, once they've retired. Uh, unless they really want to. Some people like to. So this is going to be a good discussion today. But before we get into it, TJ, I have to ask, how are things going over there? You've been busy, haven't you? Well, we certainly have, brother. In fact, just a quick uh, update. As you may remember, I took a trip to uh, Chicago uh, about uh, two or three weeks ago to help a a buddy of mine in in this business doing some financial workshops on Social Security. And I'll tell you what, first time to Chicago, and it was just beautiful. We were in the southern area of Chicago called Palos Heights, but just beautiful. We did two workshops, uh, one on Thursday and one on Saturday a couple weeks back. And we had about 60 people show up total. And of those 60, about 15 of them were very interested in kind of getting some help from us. So that's a good thing. We're we're expanding our businesses uh, in the Midwest. And I'm excited about that, of course. And then my season... My season for seminars or workshops is beginning here about the middle of October. So we're going to be just right back in the thick of things, which, again, as they come up, I'll be letting people know, listeners know when the next one is and where it is as we get closer and closer. So I promise I'll keep you abreast. But we're yeah. just really excited because so many changes going on, you know. So uh, anyway, but uh, hey, yeah. uh, how is your family? How are you and your family doing? You doing oh, we're okay? doing great. We're doing great. The kids ba- are back to school now. And I love yep. this time of year, the fall. We, it, we're yep. busy. Busy, you know, running them around to their various activities after school. Of course. Yeah. So it's a a lot of fun. Now, um, obviously, I know that you mentioned your educational seminars and workshops. uh, And I want to tell the listeners, these are very, very helpful, uh, especially when it comes to learning uh, when and how to file for Social Security to get the biggest benefit possible and do it at the right time that's right for your personal situation uh, I those are great, and you have a lot of other topics you deal with as well. So I want to encourage our listeners to you know keep checking back with your website and call you. Uh, I know we'll talk about it on the show, but there's no cost for those workshops and no, seminars. No, and, none at all. Uh, they nope. do fill up fast though. So in yeah. October when they start, we'll mention them on the show and uh, we'll give out that number that you people can call to 
to reserve we're, a spot. We're tentatively, just to, to throw it out there, we are tentatively planning for the 11th and the 13th of October, which is a Thursday evening and a Saturday morning, okay? And we'll be oh, doing okay. them at a local library or a rec center. And again, I'll let you guys all know uh, which rec center and which library we're going to be holding the map. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to probably shoot for the 11th and the 13th as our first set of them going forward. And then usually about every two weeks thereafter for the rest of the year, we'll, we'll be doing another that's set of excellent. them so yeah well, that's yeah. excellent but now but, regarding our topic today tj yeah. uh, eight ways to avoid returning to the workforce after retirement i'm sure for most folks uh, for me at least uh, it would feel like a lot of work for nothing uh, if you don't truly get to retire once yeah. you do yes and too many times uh you know i, I have seen it in my own practice, Tony, where too many times people are all excited and I'm like, are you sure you're ready? Because I've looked at their finances and I've looked at their financial situation and I know, I know in my heart that Mr. and Mrs. Jones are nowhere near ready to be retired, but they're so set on some specific magical date they picked, you know, well, well, I'm 65 next month and I just, I want to be done. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not. And they go ahead and they don't listen. They go ahead and decide to retire. And then three or four or five months later, they're back on my doorstep saying, uh, we, uh, we may have jumped the gun a little too early. And I'm like, you think? And, and uh, it's a yeah. it's a sad position to be in yeah. for me to have to say to them, uh, you may have to go get another job. And or for them to come back to me with their tail between their legs and say, TJ, uh, I got to go get another job. In fact, quick, quick story, true story. We had a federal employee, a client of ours that, that, you know, you have to put in so many hours of, of credit and time to, in order to be eligible for a pension. Well, they had been misled. This gentleman had been misled on the amount of time he'd put in. And someone said, yeah, yeah, uh, you've reached the, you've reached your goal of time and credit hours. You're good. And he was misled. He went ahead and put in his paperwork to retire. He was at the VA here in Tucson, the v- uh, Veterans Hospital. He put in his, his re- uh, retirement paperwork. Lo and behold, after it's all said and done, they said, he said, well, when does my pension begin? They said, uh, it doesn't. You didn't qualify. Wait, wait, what do you mean I didn't qualify? They said, well, you're, you're still a year and three months short. So you, you had miscalculated. Whoever talked to you miscalculated. Well, they had already severed him. He couldn't find another federal job to finish out those last year and three months, 15 months of his time. He got stuck, ended up at Walmart, and never got to take advantage of a pension. It broke my heart. Yeah, That's terrible. It is. It's been said that Ben Franklin once wrote that nothing is guaranteed in life but death and taxes. Oh, boy, have we heard that one, right? And even the best retirement plans can go astray. In fact, I have several friends that uh, were in the Navy, and a few of them were Navy SEALs. And they they can plan till the cows come home, Tony, and they'll tell me to my face. They'll say, you know what? The best laid plans, once the bullets start flying, go right out the window, okay? And so we need to understand, ladies and gentlemen, that the best laid plans you can have become meaningless once the bullets start flying, meaning things come at you in life, right? So for many retirees, it isn't always a lack of funds that drives them back into the workforce. So let's keep this in mind. Certainly lack of money is one reason retirees return to work, but others find that they are missing fulfillment in retirement. Often retirement is a journey, not a destination. So today we're going to talk more about some of the options if you want to retire and stay retired. But again, 
Some of you point blank may just get bored. Uh, we've got our security guard right here in our building at 5151 East Broadway. Okay. Broadway and Rosemont right here in Tucson. I've got to know him very well. Good guy, Victor. And, uh, and, and he's a uh, 70 something years old, you know, and I'm like, Vic, what are you doing? He said, honestly, TJ, after six months of sitting at home and watching TV, my wife said, you got to get back out of the house. You drive me crazy. <laughs> and so he came back to the workforce just to get a, he works four or five hours a night, you know, watching sure. our building. Uh, security guard, but he did it because he literally said, I couldn't stand being at home anymore. It's not like he needed the money. He just needed, he needed to be out. So again, if that's why you're going back in the workforce, just for something to do, that's okay. But if you're forced, that's not okay. So we want to keep that in mind. Yeah. And you said it's a journey, not a destination. Uh, Well, speaking of journey, maybe we should call this episode Don't Stop Believing in Retirement. (laughs) Hey, that's my favorite band. I don't know if you knew that, but Journey is my absolute favorite band. So you're right. Uh, Almost, uh, Tony, I'd say, but these ways actually come from uh, a U.S. News and World Report article that came out in July of this year. Uh, not Steve Perry and the boys from Journey. So sure. the, fir- the first option that I want to talk about today is one that I feel very important uh, to, for us to consider, and that is this. I've helped several people uh, on their retirement journeys, okay? And the most successful and happy journeys are the ones that are about retiring to something, not simply retiring to escape a job or career. So one common reason for retirees to return to work is simply what I just said with Victor, boredom. Some people focus solely on achieving their financial retirement goals, but neglect to think enough about what they will actually be doing with their time in retirement. So when they get to retirement, they find themselves without a purpose. And oh, by the way, let's not forget that most of the men out there in America are usually dead within six to 12 months of stopping their job. And do you know why that is? It's not because their health suddenly just took a turn for the worse. It's because they lost their sense of purpose. And sadly, so many of us guys, and Tony, I know you know what I'm talking about, but so many of us guys out there have tied our self-esteem so tightly around our career or what we do from nine to five or eight to five and such, that when we stop doing the eight to five thing, even though everybody might tell you it's every day's like a Saturday, right? And we love Saturdays, but you can only go through so many Saturdays in a row before you start to realize, crud, this isn't as fun as I thought. So it it is for that reason that we must, I, I encourage, I implore all of you, keep a sense of purpose. If you want to retire and go do something different, fine. But it's been said time and again, and I'll repeat it right here. If you, if what you do is the love of your life, it's not work anyway. So if maybe you wanted to write a book or, or, or build that shed or, or build that retirement house or whatever, whatever that dream is, you pursue that dream in your retirement because that'll keep that sense of purpose going for you. And that, and that's just huge. We, we have to, we have to find that sense of purpose and hold on to it. Never, because once you've lost your sense of purpose, Tony, it's just a matter of time before your body says, well, I guess you don't need to be here anymore, okay? And you see it time and time again when people lose a loved one, they lose their will to live. They call it the notebook. You ever heard, you remember the movie, The Notebook? Oh, yeah. They call it the notebook syndrome. True story. True story. A good friend of mine 
married uh, anyway, and he, guess where her parents were from? Minneapolis, right where you're from. Oh yeah. And anyway, the the a grandchild passed away at 24, and it rocked Grandpa's world so much so that he took a turn for the worse. He was already fragile, but he took a real turn for the worse. And and he passed away on a Monday and they said, Papa, what are you doing? He said, I need to go visit my, my best buddy. I got to go see my buddy. And so on Monday, he passed away, okay? A Monday of a week in July. No joke. Less than 48 hours later, his wife joined him. She was gone by Wednesday afternoon. He died Monday night. She was gone oh. Wednesday afternoon. And they call it the a notebook, broken heart syndrome. Wow. Well, that's huge. Huge. Yeah. 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 It's terrible. Uh, I just, uh, that's, that's tough. So now, obviously, um, there are ways to avoid that wandering without a purpose feeling. And, and this is where a retirement plan can help, correct? Absolutely. So let's jump right into it. A retirement savings plan is only half of the blueprint, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Designing how you'll live a purposeful retirement is just as important too. So I need you to start visualizing your days without work and think about how you will live your life each and every day. Take a pre-retirement vacation and practice how you're gonna live and what you're gonna do, okay? We wanna keep that in mind. So here's some examples of questions to begin to ask yourself. What activities excite you most about retiring? Okay, where will you go and who will you interact with after you're retired? Where, uh, where will you live or where would you like to live? And then finally, uh, what's on your bucket list and how will you bring that list to life? I know everybody out there has a bucket list. It's the sad fact here, Tony, is that, uh, you know, I used to be in the Amway business back in the early 90s, okay? And I take nothing away from that great organization. They've been around for, geez, 70 years, I think. Uh, but but the point is they used to push us to dream build all the time. And, and I kept asking myself, why? Well, the point is because if your dream wasn't big enough, there was no way you were going to go through that amount of rejection and, and work to, to achieve it. Okay. So, but I did learn something from the few years I was involved with that organization. Now it's about building and maintaining a dream. And I've carried it forward even into these late years. You know, we're, we're talking 30 years ago. Uh, and so here I am 30 years later, and I've still held on to that bucket list that I created and some of those lovely visions of, of things that I would have loved to enjoy had I had the money and time to do so. So think to yourself, ladies and gentlemen, if you have all the money in the world and now all the time in the world, what really would you want to do with yourself? If you struggle to see yourself as retired, you might not enjoy the lifestyle. So retirement right. is a new chapter in your life. Creating an outline before you start to write it can help ensure you avoid writer's block. Now, our time is up for this uh, first segment of the show. We need to take a quick break here. Uh, sure. TJ, is there anything you want to add for our listeners before we do? Well, yeah, yes, sir. Uh, I'd like to offer everybody, and I know I've offered it before, but I'm going to continue to offer it because it's becoming more and more valuable. I'm going to offer every single listener that decides they'd like to call me up uh, the opportunity to get that free Social Security maximization report from me if you haven't already started taking it, or if you have, as long as you haven't gone over 13 months yet, we can still adjust. If you haven't taken Social Security for more than a year, you're still eligible to reassess your situation. So again, for those out there that are not currently taking or have not been taking for a full year yet, then you need to reach out to me and you can call me at 520 
877-5297. Again, that's 520-977-5297. Or shoot me an email at tj at triplehfinancial.com, just as it's spelled, tj at T-R-I-P-L-E-H. F-I-N-A-N-C-I-A-L.com, triplehfinancial.com. Or go to my website, tjhow.com. That's tjhowe.com. Click on the Meet TJ button, schedule a time to visit with me, and we can start out by visiting on the phone, okay? You don't need to come in and see me right away, but schedule a time to talk with me, and I will absolutely help get that report started. But remember, I need two things from you when you call on me. I need your PIA, primary insurance amount, which you get from their website, ssa.gov, and I need to know your date of birth to determine your full retirement age. Those two things, and I can help. Wow, that's amazing. And what's that phone number one more time people can call and reach you at? It is 520-977-5297. All right. Well, thank you so much, TJ. And listeners, please stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Money Talks with TJ Howe right after this. CC's loving care. Caregivers you can trust. Feel better in the comfort of your own home. We specialize in care and daily living assistance to an array of individuals. Whether you need daily or weekly assistance due to aging, illness, recovery, or rehabilitation, or just a full life, our staff will provide individualized service that you can trust. Your daily services can include meal preparation, self-care assistance, senior home care, cleaning, and companionship, or whatever you need. We will take the time to get to know you and develop an individualized care plan that fits your specific needs, all with a friendly and supportive attitude. We provide one-on-one attention and care that cannot compare in other settings. For more information, please go to cclovingcare.org or call 520-440-5160. That's 520-440-5160. Hello and welcome back to Money Talks with our host TJ Howe from Triple H Financial and I'm your co-host Tony Shore. Now TJ, today we're talking about ways to avoid returning to the workforce after retirement. Uh, A couple of things you've mentioned, make sure you retire to something and you might have to delay your retirement date. You have to figure out what your social security strategy is going to be. Uh, So what's another way? Well, I'd say the next way is very common issue for retirees, and that's deciding to relocate or to downsize. So remember, one of the questions that we brought up when we were talking about retiring to something in the first segment of the show, if you missed that, please be sure to visit Triple H uh, Financial, excuse me, TripleHFinancial.com, of course, but you can visit my website, TJHow.com. That's TJHOWE.com for a full recording of this and every episode of Money Talks with me, TJ Howe. But uh, yeah, that's important. So it's talking about uh, uh, retiring or relocating and downsizing. Yeah. For example, several senior citizens still live in the Midwest or back East, okay? So, uh, and I live in one of those two states that they wanna flock to, which is Arizona, the other being Florida. So absolutely, a lot of seniors wanna flock to places like Florida or Arizona, for more than just the weather, neither of those two states have any state income tax. Well, technically we do in Arizona, but it's only 2%, so it's not much. So that means you can avoid some state income taxes on your retirement income by moving there uh, to uh, 
And there's one of six other states that have the same taxation policy if you want to avoid state income taxes. But uh, deserts or beaches uh, may not be your thing. So you have plenty of options, okay? According to a bankrate.com article from July of 2018 entitled, Is a State with No Income Tax Better or Worse? Okay, so uh, seven U.S. states forego individual income taxes as of 2018, and those are Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. And residents of New Hampshire and Tennessee are also spared from handling over an extra chunk of their paycheck, uh, though they do pay tax on dividends and income from investments. So no matter the climate uh, or your feelings about cowboys or casinos, uh, there's a state with income tax benefits for you. So again, that's something to consider, okay, right there. And downsizing is also another big one because your home, if it's paid for, may be a huge source of your future retirement income as well, Tony. Yeah. And of course, uh, but everybody might not want to move. So what happens if you want to stay close to friends and family and stay in a place like the Midwest? Well, okay. So if you prefer to stay in your current state, downsizing your home has the dual benefit of lowering maintenance and utility costs, lowering your property tax, hopefully as well. Another article uh, from the U.S. News and World Report entitled How to Decide Whether Downsizing is the Right Choice for You breaks down some of the pros and cons of downsizing. And as I said a minute ago, one of the big uh, benefits of potentially downsizing. For example, I'm going to pick on uh, your grandpa. Okay. He still lives on a farm Yep. and, and he may, you know, he may never, but, but let's just pretend he just gets tired of being a farmer. Sure. He says, I'm out right out. Well, if he were to downsize from a farm to a condo, you know, a three bedroom condo in the city, for example, he might have a huge, uh, uh, profit margin yep. from yep. the sale of that farm, depending on how large the farm is. And I'm guessing it's pretty good size, but it's my point, yeah. yeah, my, my point is that, that there are several clients right here in Tucson, Arizona, Tony, that's exactly what they do. They go from four and five bedroom homes because they were raising a pretty large family down to a two bedroom condo. Right. And they take the extra and we put it into a safe income retirement vehicle or a safe a strategy, a safe money strategy. Remember, I'm a safe money advisor, okay? But we take that money, that excess, they don't need to pay it down on the new home, and we plop it into maybe something like a fixed indexed annuity that can produce an income stream to help them with their Social Security on top of their Social Security or any pensions and other things they may have. So the pros would be you will gain access to the equity in your current home. When you trade your current house for a less expensive one, you free up that money to invest in other ways or simply to have more money uh, to spend. You may lower, number two, you may lower your monthly cost. A smaller house will probably have lower utility bills, lower taxes and lower, uh, less cost to insure. Uh, but be aware that these costs may be higher in your new locale, even if a smaller home. So for example, if you move from Minneapolis to Miami, well, let's just say the cost of a two-bedroom townhome or a condo may be as expensive as the five-bedroom home you just got out of. Okay, so let's keep that in mind that where you're moving is very important to consider. Uh, but you will have less to maintain. A smaller house means less to clean. If the new house has a smaller yard, that's less effort to maintain. If you move to an apartment or a condo or retirement community where the exterior maintenance is included, well, then that eliminates your yard work altogether. And downsizing will force you to reduce your possessions as well. You have probably accumulated a vast array of possessions over your lifetime. Tidying, uh, 
has become a popular craze over the past uh, few years, but you may not feel any urgency to toss your unused possessions away. And if you have no plans to move in the foreseeable future, you may have too much sentimental value tied up with your stuff that you're reluctant to let go of. Right. And I think that's important to understand. So there are some cons as well, aren't there? Yep. You bet. I'll jump into those quickly. So when considering downsizing, here are some of the cons you've got to consider. Number one, moving is costly. The cost of moving or disposing of your possessions, the realtor's commission and the money you spend to fix up your old home, okay, uh, could easily amount to a significant portion of the cost of your current house. Your house might require a lot of repairs and upgrades before you can sell it when it comes uh, time to put your house on the market. So your realtor may suggest that the walls need repainted, the carpet needs to be replaced, and all those repairs you put off for years now need to be done. That costs money. Number three, moving is an absolute hassle. In fact, it's it's considered the second or third major reason people actually get a divorce moving, believe it or not. So it takes a lot of time and energy to pack and unpack for everything you're not going to move. You'll need to sell it or donate it, dispose of it, or make arrangements for your kids to come and get it, what they want of it. And if you're married, you and your spouse may have less room for personal space. You and your spouse, thus the reason I said you better get to know your spouse again, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) okay, because you may have less, less of less alone space. Okay. So Anyway, but uh, having a place to go when you want some alone time, a man cave or or a a woman cave, okay? But uh, this is where you go to work or your hobby, listen to music or read in a smaller house. You may not... uh, there not be may not be room enough for each of you to have your own little area, so you'll need to spend more time in close proximity to each other. Thus, the reason you need to make sure you're getting along. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. Well, hey, guess what? We're out of time for today's show, TJ. It just flew by. Wow. Is there sure anything did. else you want to add for our listeners before we have to go? Well, I don't need to add, but I want to remind everybody that if you just tuned in a moment ago, you can absolutely reach out to me by email, phone call, or go to my website, which I'll give you right now. And please request that free social security maximization report. It is absolutely worth its weight in gold. I promise you. Okay. And you do not have to become a client of mine to get that report. Absolutely do not have to become a client. Uh, As with medical doctors, it's always wise to get a second opinion. Well, when it comes to your finances, this is one of the biggest topics you'll ever discuss in your lifetime for you and your spouse, your finances. So wouldn't it be worthwhile to get a second opinion? And you can't get a second opinion from the person that gave you the first one. So let's remember that. So if you want to reach out to me, you can do so by going to my website, tjhow.com, tjhowe.com. Shoot me an email at tj at triplehfinancial.com. That's tj at T-R-I-P-L-E, the letter H, financial.com. Or pick up the phone and just call 520-977-5297. Again, that's 520-977-5297. And request your free Social Security maximization report now. It'll be worth it, I promise. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Money Talks with our host, T.J. Howe. Thank you for listening to Money Talks with T.J. Howe. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact T.J. Howe at Triple H Financial. 
Call 520-977-5297 or visit their website at triplehfinancial.com. TJ Howe and Triple H Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 